Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's show of the Views from the 573 Podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in to another week of sports talk from us. It's great to be back talking to you about what all has gone on this week and this past week in sports. I am your co-host, Ryan McDaniel, and joined by me, as he always does, is my fellow co-host, Peter Lewis. Peter, how are you doing this week? Uh, pretty good. Just realized about an hour ago today is actually Wednesday and not uh, Tuesday, so think that <laughs> I've learned that. Otherwise, the whole week would have been thrown off dr- drastically. Uh, yeah, it, it helps to know what day it is, <laughs> uh, especially an hour before you're supposed to do a podcast together. So Yeah. Listen, the work schedule got changed like crazy, so <laughs> everything feels off. Yeah, and so going off of that, we got a bunch of stuff to talk about, especially with college and NFL going to be a show heavy on those two subjects a lot of coaching changes happening with both though with both college and nfl uh, as early as wednesday they were recording this uh side note entertainment plug here for some of the stuff going on there we do got a mandalorian pod that's we are going to be taping me and matt this week since uh, peter is going to be gone being a groomsman at a wedding so That'll be fun. So me and Matt, we will take the reins on uh, Mando episode five this week. And then hopefully if everything works out on Monday, we will be taping our comic book films of the decade show where we're going to be talking about those, our favorite ones of the year of the decade. Because because listen, we got a couple comic book films that have trailers coming out. We got Black Widow, which came out Tuesday. We're supposed to got Wonder Woman coming out this weekend. So there's reason to do the pod. So hopefully we'll do that. Uh, Monday for you guys and give, give us our thoughts on the this decade in comic book film. It, it's been a remarkable decade, so be on the lookout for that. And also all the usual stuff, the end of the year pod where we're talking about all of our favorite movies of the year. And also because it's the end of the decade, all of our favorite films of, uh, films of the decade, which in case for Matt, he's probably ha- has seen, what, 20 films this decade. So that, check that for the end of the year, of course, our preview for next year. But on Views Channel... We got some stuff coming up. We got to talk about all the stuff going on with college football and the NFL. But first, let's get right to it. So, Peter, there's a couple MLB free agency deals that have gotten done. And these were some names we talked about a few weeks ago, Matt pointed out. So, Zach Wheeler going to the Phillies, five years over $100 million. We see Mike Moustakas, who's going to the Cincinnati Reds for a big deal. And then we see... Cole Hamels, who is going to the Atlanta Braves, uh, taking a one-year deal worth over $17, 18000000 million, uh, going there to join the Braves and hoping that they can uh, he can be a part of them and being in contention for next season. So based off those, those deals and what you've heard so far, what, what are your thoughts on them? Uh, I'll start with Hamels because that's a very big signal that the, the Braves are serious about winning – a World Series, especially with that uh, that money they're giving him, and they're uh, like I said, I still think they were maybe one of the stronger teams in baseball last year, despite you know that apocalyptic Game Five they had against yeah. the Cardinals. It, there is a risk with Hamels. He is thir- he is thirty six, and you know you can argue about how the contract uh, was set up, but I think at that point you're bringing in you're bringing a ringer. It's like a. <laughs> It's like when John Heisman was coaching baseball and like a team uh, a team he was facing brought in like, you know, minor league players to play college players. It was a blowout. <laughs> That's what I think the Braves are going for here. 
Now, again, it might not be the best scenario because, again, the age is 36, but we've seen Stranger Things. I mean, for God's sakes, Wainwright's like 90, and he had a <laughs> borderline Cy Young season at times last year. So that's interesting uh, for the Braves. Again, they're strong enough without him. I just think that's kind of like a pretty big signal to the uh, East that, hey, we're meaning business here. Don't get in our way. Which brings us, which transits well to uh, the Wheeler thing. Money, uh, that's a lot to give to a guy. You you better be hopeful that he is the next Garrett Cole, because that's what I keep hearing and seeing about uh, that name everywhere I go and the deal he got. I think it's good. I have faith in the guy. But again, uh, I'm always hesitant when it comes to the New York Mets. I think they do have a little bit of a better idea of what they're doing right now. But at the same time, you know, it's like... <sighs> that team looked like they were going to be a shoe-in to make the wild card spot, and then they just choked it away. So th- there's issues there. But you know what? Solid move there, especially with... Because uh, let's... Br- I think the Phillies will rebound. Yeah. Even though... <laughs> They spent how many millions of dollars to only win one more game compared to 2018 this year? <laughs> they have the talent there. Harper's going to be fine. They have the talent to do it. So, yeah, a- a- NL East just got a whole lot more interesting than it already was. And uh, ending on with the Reds. This was, uh, I didn't know how I felt about it at first until I read more on it. Uh, the Mike Moustakis deal, four years, $64 million. Not bad. Uh <laughs> Must hurt Rebecca to hear that name going to Cincinnati of all places. <laughs> but uh, we kind of saw that last year with the offseason with uh, the Reds making some acquisitions here. And I think kind of similar in the NL Central to what uh, the Braves just did. They want people to know that they're there. Now, the Braves is a little different because, you know, they are there. Whereas the Reds haven't been relevant for feels like a decade at this point. Yeah. But that's a... Uh, I do like the Reds having the bravery to give him a deal because you know, uh, being in uh, Milwaukee the past two years, yeah, yeah, last year he he basically just got you know the one year deal because they didn't know hey what they wanted to do with him. They are putting him at second base, which (laughs) with my you know knowledge of baseball is like that's dumb. But then you remember, oh yeah, the shift and how that works now. Second base is kind of just you know. Doesn't really exist anymore, to be honest. It's pretty much just the, it's shortstop plus, I would say. Yeah. So that's good for them. They, they got a good bat, and you don't really have to worry about him in the infield. So that's an interesting play for the Reds. And he's also a veteran, too, which helps him with the young organization with the Reds right now. Oh, yeah, especially with, you know, uh, I don't know. If, that's where P- Pig went, right? So yeah, that's where... That. I, well, did he? Is he a free agent? I feel like he's a free agent this year. Yeah, he's he's free, okay. Yeah, Cubs are looking at him right now. Oh man, <laughs> yeah, I know the Cubs see a sexy name and they're like, "Yep, here you go, buddy. Yep. Here's a lot of money. Yep, here's a hundred million. Just hope those Cuban nationals don't come and kill you. That's our only concern." <laughs> <laughs> what a story that guy's life is. Someone should make a movie about that. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, uh, Reds are going to be super interesting this year. I'm gonna. I'm going to buy a little bit of stock on them. I think they really want to make an effort here. And, you know, you kind of have to now. If, you know, baseball attendance being the way it is, the viewership down. Cincinnati, uh, in my few young, young years there, it didn't really feel like a baseball town. It felt like, you know, Bengals hole with bad chili. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with your good friend Marvin Lewis. 
Oh, what a man. Love him. <laughs> so yeah, that, that's how I feel about those three big deals. Again, we still haven't even gotten the big ones yet, especially, you know, Rendon, Cole, and all them. But for a, this is a good start, I would say. I, I do like the idea of Hamels as kind of like a ringer. Wheeler, a lot of faith to put in a guy for an organization that usually doesn't do good with that stuff. And, uh, yeah, Moustakis going to the Reds. That's going to make the uh, NL Central very uh, interesting. I think it might be to the detriment of the Cardinals because I don't know what they're doing this offseason. They know what they need to do, but I don't know if they have it in them to spend that kind of money or if they can trust their talents. I mean, I think between Bader, Martinez, and all them, I mean, there's a lot of question marks around that team. And the Reds just got themselves a person that you know it's you know what they're gonna do yes there might be a slump here and there that's fine with you know these players but you're not worried that Mustakis isn't gonna be good yeah so and yeah you mentioned those uh, big names are saying them they're taking meetings with somebody I believe I saw the Yankees they're meeting with Garrett Cole and Strasburg what else is new with the yeah. Yankees so we're seeing some of these big names start to take meetings with some of these ball clubs that are interested in them. But I'm interested to see what the Cardinals do. You're right. They know what they need. It's just if they will be willing to maybe change their little culture right uh, idea right there that they're not going to spend big money and maybe see if they go switch around on that. And it's like, hey, we know what we need. Let's go spend the money to go out and get what we know we need. So it'll be interesting to see what the Cardinals do there. I don't know if it's the money anymore because they were definitely going to make a move for Stanton. It's just he didn't want to play for them. Yeah, so I think the I think the culture is more or less. Do people do players respect what the Cardinals name means anymore? And I think this offseason is going to be a good test of that because for the past couple of years, especially if that's when Stanton flat out was like, "Yeah, I'm not playing St. Louis." Are you kidding me? Yeah. I was like. What happened a decade ago? That would never have been said. Oh, no. You've been playing in Miami. What's wrong with yeah. you? <laughs> you're, you're playing in a team that went all in, and six months later, they were like, all right, sell it. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see what happens uh, with all these teams going forward. Uh, so those three guys, they get deals. We talked about the pitching market a couple weeks ago, and so those two names are off the board. So moving on to the NFL, before we get into this week's games, Peter, we had a coaching change happen with the Carolina Panthers. Oh, Riverboat Ron, he's gone. Yeah, talk about timing, or unexpected timing, I should say. This I did not see at all. Yeah. And- I, you, you had a feeling there would be a change at the end of the season, but with what, five games left? The f- four games. Yeah, four games. This is, this is kind of crazy. Yeah, your season's almost done. We're heading to, what, week four? 14 something like mm-hmm. that it's it, you're, the season's basically done for Carolina I mean they have no shot to get into the wild card get into the playoffs or went in division the Saints got that locked up so I mean you basically could see what you have here and wait to add to the season because listen be honest nobody likes a midseason firing it throws some things out of whack but sometimes you have to do it but this especially feels, especially with somebody under Andy Reid's coaching tree of all of all teams yeah, of all people and we're very listen there's been some seasons where the Panthers were down but he did get to the Super Bowl albeit it was 4 years ago still mm-hmm. and he's had good teams there and also you've had this stuff go on with Cam so i guess let's uh listen you actually had to do some uh you had to get some recordings of a Panthers GM is that right Oh, their, their owner, David Tepper, who's my new favorite oh, man. Okay. 
Yeah, like you said, they it was just gold. Oh, this guy does not does not care at all how to be. He doesn't play the game, the uh, owner media game. I should say that. Like when when some when someone in the press asked him a stupid question, he was sassy. He <laughs> oh there. There was a one. There was one question. It's like, uh, do you you think the next coach, you know, you you want him to be someone who can last long to have a culture of stability? He's like, you bet your I do. I was like, David Tepper, my man. And then some other reporter was like, uh, basically, basically straight up asked him, like, do you are you really sure you want to win right now? You you know, might risk losing a, a high draft, uh, a lower draft pick. He's just like. <laughs> great question next <laughs> i was like this guy is great and you know why he's great ryan he's a pittsburgh boy ah oh, that's From fine that explains it university of pittsburgh and carnegie mellon university that is as pittsburgh as you can get net worth of 11.6 billion dollars i he actually owned five percent of the steelers at one point <laughs> up until uh jerry richardson sold the team uh last may so yeah what a what a way to come on the scene mr tepper i i I am very interested in where you go from here. Yeah. But back to Rivera, it just feels a little unfair, I would say, especially with how the NFC South is right now. You're pretty much squished between the Saints, the powerhouse, the guarantee, the wildcard Falcons, and famous Jameis's unpredictability. It's yeah. a hard division. We don't we don't we don't give it that much credit, I think, until you think about it. But you know, he's He's done good. He had that great stretch from 13 to uh, 15. Yeah. I guess 14 doesn't count because it was weird. But, <laughs> oh, yeah, that, I forgot. He went 7-8-1 and was first in the NFC South. <laughs> what a nightmare that must have been for, for football fans. <laughs> oh, my. But, yeah, you know, 11-5 two years ago. Downturn last year, and this is still a bit of a downturn. So, I get it. He's not the most stable and I, I get there was probably going to be a change. We all kind of figured that. I just don't know the timing now, especially when you're probably going to get rid of Newton too. I, I I guess maybe they wanted to space it out if that's their strategy. Well, yeah. Let, let's talk about the where Rivera and Newton go for here. But, but first, and you mentioned that seems like the pan like a Tepper might clean house, might get rid of the GM too. So you're going to the he's probably going to do that, and then. I think with uh, Rivera, listen, Washington's opened up now. Uh, you might have Dallas open up depending on how Jerry's feeling and whether they get into the playoffs or not. Let me say this. Jason Garrett's getting fired this year. And, I know we put money on that every year. I am confident this year's going to happen. And then you got the Giants, which there's been some rumors and rumblings about, listen, Shermer hasn't gotten the job done Let's go get somebody else. You know, get we've got an offensive coach with McAdoo and Shermer. It hasn't working out. Here's Rivera, who's a defensive coach. He worked in uh, Carolina, and Daniel Jones is a drastically different quarterback than Cam. He's not quite. He doesn't. He, he's not flamboyant. Doesn't have the flair that he does. Daniel Jones is more like Eli Manning. So there's that. There's some other jobs that could be opening, like Cleveland might open up <laughs> with the. With uh, what's going on with Freddie Kitchens and all... First all, of all, Cleveland should have opened up weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I'm trying to think of another job that maybe could open up. Uh, I can't think of one off the top of my head, but like, there's some jobs right there. Like, If the Cowboys do fire Garrett, 
I think Rivera should be one of their first calls. Like, I know they're talking about, uh, they'd be interested in somebody like Jim Harbaugh or Urban Meyer trying to go get Lincoln Riley. But Rivera should be on your list, too, with what he did in Carolina. But I don't know if he would fit with Dallas and, you know, with the type of guy that Dak is. And, like, you're they're going to have to pay Dak so much. But I definitely think Rivera's going to get a job here sooner or later. Yeah, you can't have a name like that, and especially the tree he's under, out for that long. Even if he goes back to being a coordinator, which maybe is not going to happen. I think he'll get a head coaching job, but it's in the it's in the realm of possibility, I would say. Yeah. yeah he'll, he'll find employment soon. Yeah, and with Cam, he's got one year on his deal left, but there's been rumblings that... <laughs> Florida State might hire him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Hey, they were thinking about bringing Deion Sanders into the fold. Let's get that train going. <laughs> oh, man. But with Cam, the, there's been talk that he's he's out the door with Carolina, that Carolina, depending on what they do, they might say Kyle Allen, they might look to take a quarterback in this year's draft or next year's draft. So with Cam, I I think he's done in Carolina. If they're at the GM, if Tepper is wanting to clean house, I think Cam is probably going to go – and I think probably there's been a lot of talk about where he could land. Like Chicago's been mentioned as a team. Chicago, listen, they've been bad this year. The offense has not been good, but their defense has still been pretty good for the most part. You got the Chargers. Don't know what's going to happen with Rivers. Don't know if they're going to want to take one of these young guys in the draft. And and the Chargers got a good, solid team. They just haven't been able to hit the mark this year. So there's a couple options for him to go to where, like, listen, Carolina, their defense is good, but it's not on the level of the talent that Chicago has or somebody that uh, Chargers have. Because when Cam went to the Super Bowl, listen, the offense is good, but he had an awesome defense to, to kind of help him out too. And a lot of that was kind of due to, like, Rivera and how good of a defensive coach he is. So, uh, Peter, you do you think Cam stays in Carolina, or do you think Tepper's like, no, nah, I'm cleaning house, and Cam's going to go elsewhere? You know, it's I think it's going to depend a lot how Kyle Allen's last couple games are. Mm. If he's showing signs of promise, I think Cam's out the door. But if he's, you know, just being kind of how he's been the past couple weeks, just unimpressive, non-inspiring, I think maybe you start looking into the idea of uh, keeping Cam. Or I, I think in either scenario, the trade possibilities on the table if they get a high pick. Because that's the thing about these rookie quarterbacks. They're, they're wild card. You don't know what's going to happen with Yeah, them. but I don't know who's going to give up a high pick for Cam. I mean, Cam is going to have foot surgery here. But they, do, they are saying he's going to be 100% healthy by March. But I'm feeling you want to see how he is after that surgery. So it might be until like maybe sometime during the draft where Carolina may have to make a decision on that. About saying, look at the draft order now. Yeah, definitely, definitely not Bengals. Definitely not Giants. They're they're all in the passion project. Dan Snyder's stupid at number three. <laughs> but I don't think he'll trade that. Yeah. I know he likes to give up on things very easily, but Dolphins at four, probably not. Maybe a later Dolphins pick. The Steelers one is probably Where's that right now? It's probably in the oh, it's, it yeah, it's it's a uh, pending if they make the playoffs, of course, but it'll probably be a low 
uh, lower 20s. Yeah. Or they could risk the... They have one higher. No, that was their next one after their early one. So, yeah, th- there's a lot of possibilities here. If I had to put money on it, I think he's traded. I don't know for what. Because I don't think they're going to release him outright. Because, you know, no. get something for him. Yeah. because <laughs> He's Cam- got the name value. Yeah. Cam still he's, has some value. He's basically been out for a season. <laughs> Let's yeah. be real. Yeah. And so, and listen, Cam, he's still got some football left to play. I mean, it's so crazy. Like, the dude's like, what, 30, 31? Yeah. It's wild to me. I feel like I was just watching him at Auburn, like, yesterday. This is the nightmare of how fast this decade's gone. Like, it was, like, early in the decade when he made his NFL debut, and I was like, oh, this is fun. And now he's, like, battered and broken, like I am. (laughs) (laughs) It's a nightmare. Uh, yeah, so uh, I think it's going to be interesting to watch what happens with the future of those two guys. Now, with Carolina, I don't know where they're planning on going for a coach. I, I have no idea where they could think about I feel like I did hear they bring they brought up uh, Matt Rule from Baylor, who's a coach there. But I don't know if he's – listen, he's done a good job at Baylor, but I don't know if you want to do that. I don't think you're he's the college coach you bring up to the NFL. Uh, maybe he is, maybe he isn't. I don't, I don't know. I just don't think he is. But I don't know what Caroline's doing. But uh, listen, Tepper, uh, the dude doesn't uh, dude doesn't care. He wants to find a way to produce something big in Carolina, get some wins on in the record book. Mm-hmm. So speaking of some teams that got some wins in the record book, let's talk about what happened this past week in the NFL. Ooh, before that, I want to go back to uh, the Cowboys and Garrett real quick. I don't think it's Lincoln Riley. I think Lincoln Riley's not leaving until he wins a national championship there. Well, yeah, that's listen, that'd be my guess. Well, and we'll talk about this with Peterson too, like because like Oklahoma, they'll give him a raise every mm-hmm. year or two. Alabama did so with Saban, and he just stayed there. And like you know, we saw we saw this with Peterson. He got a huge deal with Washington, and now he's out the door at least for the moment. The dude can retire like fifty five because he's got paid like what third. Twenty-two, thirty million on his extension, and like he's good to go. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, the other name that you said, Urban Meyer. Yeah, <laughs> we, we had the ultimate twist this week with uh, Helton being retained at USC. Which, yeah. wow, what a Ryan Johnson level twist right there! <laughs> Did not expect that at all. No, Urban's interesting. I, I think he would have success because what he's. He when he showed me at Ohio State and all the players that have come out of it is he's he's teaching these kids how to be a, a NFL player. Yeah, he's pretty much saying, well, their major is pretty much football, and if you're yeah. majoring in something in college, you want them to be good for the future. So rather than playing on the college system, he was definitely coaching them for an NFL career, which I appreciate. And you know as, as a coach. I think there's a little bit less stress coaching in the NFL than there is coaching college, considering everything's oh, going there's there's just so many people around you. It's a little easier. And listen, if he goes to the Cowboys, he's coaching his old boy Zeke. Yeah. And he's coaching a team that will hire criminals, so it's perfect for <laughs> Urban Meyer. <laughs> they just now didn't need to get one of the Bolsa brothers on there. They're good. <laughs> So yeah, I, I I would think that Urban Meyer, that's interesting. I think it could happen. Yeah. Because I think Jerry Jones is pretty much at the point right now, 
especially with how the NFC East looks, where nobody wants to win the division. And I, I think it's Super Bowl bust for for Jerry in terms of uh, how he views Garrett. Yeah. Now it's weird to say that with because Garrett's been here the whole decade. It seems right. <laughs> like, yep. When did that idiot take over? Oh nine oh eight. And they've had awful years, and he stuck with him. So again, you say you you feel like you say it every year after they have a bad year. This is it. This is the end for Garrett. But what happens? He's back. Oh uh, yeah. But uh. So let's take a look at some of the games. Speaking of the Cowboys, uh, we they played the Thanksgiving, got thrashed by the Bills, and, and involved them with the Bills players mocking Cowboys fans on the sidelines. Stradavis White doing Dax dance. It was amazing. And uh, Cowboys strike first, and like, hey, we feel good about ourselves. And th- then in uh, good old Tennessee Vols fashion, like, what are we supposed to do now? <laughs> and then uh, the Bills just. Completely outplayed them. Uh, Cowboys took a bad loss on Thanksgiving Day, one they didn't need. The early game, though, we had the Bears and Lions. And I'm so thankful I changed my pick to the Bears <laughs> during the show. Well, Bears, there were points where it looked like the Lions were going to pull off the dumbest miracle ever. Yeah, oh, man. Did you see the, Did you, were you watching the halftime show or did you see footage of it? Oh, I heard about it. The greatest call of Joe Buck's career. I think we have a technical issue here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Joe Buck. But yeah, Bears, they win that one. Uh, so we so I got the Cowboys game wrong, by the way. You guys got the Bills one right, and the Bills look like a really legit threat to maybe make some noise in the playoffs. So I don't know if they're gonna I thought forward. I was being I thought I was done when I had them as my wild card team. I look like a genius right now. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, the other game, we had the Saints at Falcons. The Falcons made it interesting there a little bit late. They got, what, two successful onside kicks in the game? Which is <laughs> crazy to think about because it's hard enough to have one successful onside kick in a whole season, basically. And here they get two, and they almost got a third one, but get calls back for a penalty. They go for the thing again and get it, and then go for it later. And so they stay in the game, but... Saints end up pulling that one out, clinching of the division. Then we had the, uh, hold on, let, let me make sure I'm keeping my schedule right. I, sw- I switched to week 13 or week 12. Times at Colts. Of course, my, me not trusting my old team comes back to bite me. And I said last week, I would be glad to mark this game wrong. And uh, uh, listen, I I quickly marked that thing wrong. It's like, yep, I, I don't care. I, and it was crazy. So, Peter, I'm watching this game, and I don't get a chance to watch the Titans game that much because of the market we're in. Uh, Chiefs games are usually shown, or some other game is. But watching this game, uh, you had the Derrick Henry fumble, like, first play of the game. I was like, ah, oh, here we go again. Uh, like, I'm, like, thinking of you guys. Like, see, what am I telling you guys? I don't <laughs> care if the Colts don't have Mac, Ebron, Hilton, or whoever. Uh, they can have... I, I don't they can have you, me, or Matt behind center and they'll find a way to beat the Titans. But you know, Titans played their game. Tannehill did well. Henry ran wild on them, 149. Uh they're gonna have to pay that man. And then the big thing that changed the whole thing was oh man, I, I don't know if I should feel bad for Vinatieri, but they they just look like every week Vinatieri's having his soul crushed. 
with him missing PATs. He looks like he ages 80 years every time he misses a kick now. <laughs> Did you see how old he looked? Oh, he, oh my. He looked old. <laughs> but <laughs> they blocked the kick, and I think the Titans lead the league and block kicks. They return it for a touchdown. Peter, you, you could hear a pin drop after that. Like, I never heard a Colts crowd that quiet during a Colts-Titans game. It was amazing. I, you know what's crazy is you guys are only one game behind the Texans. <laughs> I, I know it. And we got to play the Texans twice in three weeks. How'd this happen? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it was a wild game, and, like, it was they were as quiet as a church mouse. <laughs> and it, you, their fans were walking out. It was amazing. And forcing three picks on them. And, you know, it, it was just awesome. It was a good win. It was one they needed, considering the Colts beat us in week two to start out the season at home. So, it was nice to get a little bit of revenge. So, you guys got that one right. I am more than happy to get that game wrong. I, I don't care. It, it, we beat the Colts. It, I'm happy. But moving on from that game, at, as I pull up the schedule, so... Packers at Giants. Peter, you took a chance on the Giants. Uh, how'd that go? Uh, not good. Not good. <laughs> Danny Dimes was not playing like Danny Dimes. Yeah, Danny Dimes is now hurt. <laughs> and you know what that means? Oh. Redemption. Oh. Eli Manning. I hope to God he wins four straight. It's not going to give him the playoffs, but you know what? In what's likely his final year in New York, it's fitting. You know what? Where's that report? Where's that reporter that asked Tepper about the draft pick stuff? Get this guy to New York and ask him that because are they really going to tank? Or are they really going to win some? Try to win some games? They shouldn't. They have a chance to take Chase Young right now. Eli's about to go rogue. He's gonna. You know what? That's the perfect story. He goes out a winner and gets back at the fans by robbing them of a guaranteed thing at edge rusher for years to come. Oh, man, you know what, Peter? I know a thing about QBs going rogue. The bad mm-hmm. part about it, not the good part. <laughs> not, I, I know the bad part where it causes a fumble in the end zone and the guy taking it back for a touchdown. <laughs> um, so, so the Giants take the loss there. The Browns versus the Steelers. Woof. I, I want to talk about this one, Ryan. Mostly Freddie Kitchens. <laughs> Freddie Kitchens. You fat, stupid idiot. Pittsburgh started it. You're doing that scene, the Mr. Rogers movie. <laughs> a, the Saint of Pittsburgh. You scum piece of <laughs> I hope you get fired and never get a job again and your wife leaves you and takes the kids and you suffer for the rest of your life in some dingy motel eating Hungry Man meals. <laughs> so yeah, Steelers won. It was good. <laughs> it was undeserving. You know, I saw James Washington had a touchdown with, with uh, Hodges. I wonder if they have chemistry. Well, uh, he went to Samford. <laughs> uh, no, that that doesn't create chemistry. You got to go to college together. I kind of wanted to do like a stupid thing where I would somehow connect the two and say they have chemistry, but then I got realized I'm lazy and don't care that enough for a, a third-string quarterback and a mediocre wide receiver. <laughs> yeah. The, the meme doesn't work unless Rudolph's here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, of course, him and his daddy are probably trying to sue Garrett, so he's not helpful. No, not at the moment. uh, Ryan, I'm going to say something I don't think the listeners would expect me to say. 
Mike Tomlin deserves a long extension. <laughs> oh, wow. I know they have not played that good good of talent, but even with what they've been playing, the fact that he's 7-5 and five with the stupidest Steelers team I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> he, You know what? I feel like I feel like Mike Tomlin finally realized how much talent he's wasted. Ryan Johnson, if, is that you? If this is what he could do with a third-string quarterback minus the replacement for Le'Veon Bell, minus the replacement for Antonio Brown, <laughs> and actually have a defense... Mike, you, you could have won at least three this decade. You realize that, man. <laughs> you could have done more. <laughs> uh, you know what? <laughs> maybe, maybe this is a miracle. Mike Tomlin, I like you again. Whoa, wow, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's a hot take here, Peter. <laughs> yep. James Franklin's probably like, there's hope for me. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa slow, slow your roll down there, Franklin. <laughs> yeah, depends who you're facing in the bowl games. If you're facing Alabama, I'll rest in peace. If James Franklin beats Alabama in a bowl game, he should be the coach until he dies. <laughs> I don't care about the formality of Alabama doesn't care about a Gator Bowl or Citrus Bowl. Penn State beat Alabama. That hasn't happened since, uh, I'm going to guess, 1990. Let's see if I'm right. Franklin, you can go 0-12 every season for the rest of your life. You're staying. <laughs> Well, eventually the, the, the board will fire him, but I, I'll support him at least. <laughs> Holy, that was right. 1990. How about that? They beat him 9-0 in Alabama, Joe. Why'd you have to be a piece of Oh. So, yeah, uh, moving on from the Steelers game, 49ers at Ravens. It's a shame Matt's not here to talk about this one because I, I know he, he was happy that his Ravens came out with the victory. It was a... It was a messy game. The conditions weren't the best. Lamar still had a good game. He had his only fumble of the season. But, listen, the Ravens, they got, they went up against the best defense. One, either them or the Patriots. And they played well enough to win the game. And, of course, you have a Justin Tucker field goal. Uh, Justin Tucker is about as reliable as you can get with kickers. Uh, sorry, Benetary, you're not that anymore. So, But... The Ravens get this one here. I believe it's their eighth straight victory. And so now the Ravens are rolling. And, you know, the Patriots taking a loss to the Texans on Sunday night. Uh, it's it's going to only help the Ravens going forward. Uh, I just wish Matt was here to talk about it. You know, we know how much he loves his Ravens. So This was a very good potential Super Bowl preview. Yeah, it was. And, and the Super Bowl this year is... I mean, it's going to be in a dome for sure, I imagine. I think it's in Miami. Okay, so it might rain, but not actually wait. Miami, God, it could be a... I can't wait for the Miami fans to see a winning team for once. <laughs> actually, this might be a preview of the Super Bowl because it could get really ugly with weather there. <laughs> yeah. But I, I will say, uh, yeah, you, you can be that cute guy who's like, well, the Ravens, you know, who have they faced really? They've beaten the Patriots and 49ers at this point. They beat the Seahawks. You, you have no right to say that anymore. <laughs> yeah, this is a this is pretty much the AFC Super Bowl uh, uh, participant at this point in time. Yeah, yeah. So Miami's finally going to see some winning football. I mean, they did see it Sunday and had the awesome trick play. Which <laughs> shout out to them for actually 
doing that formation right. Shout out to the Colts for coming up with that one and screwing that one over uh, all those years ago. But, yeah, I think it's a very possible Super Bowl preview. It's a shame we're not going to have Jim Harbaugh coaching on the sidelines in this one as well. So, Harbaugh is definitely going to get to another Super Bowl with uh, Lamar. Uh, but yet, yeah, listen, Lamar didn't have as crazy as stats as he would in maybe normal weather, but still played pretty well, uh, regardless of the conditions. So, yeah, I think this is a possible Super Bowl preview. And we got some more Super Bowl teams to talk about here later that had games. Um, the Chiefs are one of them. The Chiefs, blowout win against the Raiders. Uh, oh, Chucky, uh, he, he, he had a whole lot of faces during this game, all of which were not good. <laughs> End of the day, though, he is six and six. What a miracle! Uh, I know. If you told me the Raiders would be six and six at this point, I'm like, are you kidding me? You, you know what? They kind of needed it because you can't go to a new city as you know a two and fourteen team. Who's gonna care? Yeah, yeah. Especially when the Golden Knights exist in Vegas right now. Yep. So Raiders at Chiefs Sunday night game. Pack you know, Patriots at Texans. The Patriots can try to make a little bit of a comeback, and if what Brandon Bolden doesn't tip the ball and actually catches the thing, we could be talking about a different game here. But the Texans, they come out with the victory. Uh, Tom was complaining that these receivers were not getting separation in the end. He went to all reliables with James White and Edelman, and he almost willed them back into winning this game. Yeah, Patriots, because uh, I was covering this game uh, for the radio, I, they cost themselves this game because they had the ball at like nine minutes left in the fourth quarter down by, what was it, like 14 or something? Yeah. Realistically, with Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, I expect them to come back from that. And they just like had that drive go like six minutes because they it almost seemed like they wanted to want it to be over. And then they accidentally scored and then they were like, oh, we could win this. And then you realize, <laughs> oh, there's three minutes left. We, we're stupid. <laughs> so they have to pull out, you know, desperation and it just backfired. So it was it was just weird watching and listening to that game because I, I believe it. I believe at that point Bill Belichick was like, all right, just get this game over. Let's go back to New England. Yeah. Like, that's not Bill Belichick. Uh, listen, that's the same. They had the 28-3 to comeback. Anything's yeah. possible. <laughs> well, I guess I needed the Falcons out there, so anything's not possible. But <laughs> So, yeah, that was a, that was a critical game, of course. I, I was actually, I was rooting for the Patriots. Like it helps us out with the AFC South. It gives us a chance to come back and meet. Titans got the Texans two weeks, uh, two two times in the last three weeks. They got to go to Houston in week fifteen, so next week, and then week seventeen, last game of the season. So it, Titans for the third straight year might be uh, playing in a potential playing game for the playoffs. So that'll be fun. Uh, not not at all stressful, but Vikings at Seahawks Monday night game. <laughs> oh man, hey, listen, the Vikings. Listen, if oh who was it? I think it was their fullback that caught it on the kickoff, fumbled it, and of course that's how Kirk Cousins loses on prime times. His fullback fumbles it on a kickoff, but they were in this game for the most part, and they didn't have Thielen. They lost Cook pretty early. But they stayed in the game. Uh, it's just like, it's at Seattle. And Russell, if Lamar's not the MVP, then he is. And Seattle, they just won a hard-fought game, 37-30. to 30. So, uh, And the Seahawks, they now move into the two-seed, which the 49ers at 10-2 and 2 
or the fifth seed. That's fun. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Matt picked the Vikings to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. And I think if, you know, theoretically, if the Super Bowl was maybe Sunday at, like, I don't know, 12 p.m., and there are like a couple games around it. Maybe Kirk Cousins win the Super Bowl. Yeah. But if it's prime time, something's going to go wrong. Oh, man. Kirk Cousins uh, messing around say, and winning a Super Bowl. I have questions about the Seahawks defense again. Because they fooled me at one point. But after this, if you know, let's reel the, the Vikings down at Kirk Cousins and basically only digs. Yeah. How did how did this happen? It's It's questionable. Also, Russell Wilson, how uninspiring can you be <laughs> to pep your team up? <laughs> good good job, guys. All right, let's go out there and uh, win and try our hardest. Like like a youth coach. <laughs> it's great. I love it. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> hey, that man has a Super Bowl. That's something Cousins won't have. <laughs> so that, that'll do it for week 13. Peter, what are the games going on week 14? Well, uh, let me just say this real quick. Matt, are you happy? We talked about storylines for once in the NFL. <laughs> Week 14, tomorrow night, we have, oh, good, Cowboys at Bears. Tough. Oh, my. <laughs> this is one of those games where you, you hope it ends in a tie, because that would be mercy. Oh, yes. Uh, I had dot, 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 Cowboys question mark. It feels like they should win. Yeah. But, but will I they? don't know. Yeah, that's that's the... Who knows? Uh, I, I guess you can give the edge to the Bears' defense, but I don't know. The past couple of weeks, I'm basing this entirely off their fantasy football numbers because that's how football, the NFL exists to me at this point. Hasn't been impressive. Yeah, I'm getting rolled the Cowboys here. And listen, the Cowboys need a bounce back with all this talk going on. That's not helpful, especially with, we didn't even talk about this, about rumors of yelling in the locker room after the game. That was hilarious. It, it was amazing. Like, yes. The, <laughs> Jerry looked like he was crying. I think he was crying. <laughs> uh, I hate I, Jerry Jones. He deserves it. I don't know if it's because Arkansas sucks so bad or, I don't know. It, it could be both. Where he just realized he's Jerry Jones and he was only cool in the 90s. Now he's irrelevant. (laughs) So, yeah, I'll I'll take the Cowboys here this week. Why not? (laughs) Here's the one that we did not expect would probably turn into a good game. Ravens at Bills. This is going to be a fun one. Yeah, it's going to be a defensive battle, I think. Um, Listen, I think Lamar, he will get a stance because depending on the conditions, I, I don't think they should be bad at Buffalo this week. So I think I got the Ravens winning this one, but I think this is going to be a, they're going to be fighting each other out. It's going to be a couple knockout punches that both these teams will throw. And Josh Allen, he ain't too bad of a quarterback. So yeah, no, Josh Allen, he is, uh, I think I said Rosen was better than him. Yeah. Well, add that to the list of clown things. Peter Lewis has said, (laughs) uh, make that one, 1000. We know what it would open up that playlist. Oh, man. You know, guys, I know it's crazy, but I think the New York Giants are going to beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. No, we're going to suck this year. <laughs> in four weeks. <laughs> yeah, when it, when it comes to defensive matchups, I take the better quarterback, and I think that is without saying Lamar Jackson. So give me the Ravens here. But if the Bills do it, don't be surprised. 
Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if the Bills end up finding a way to win this one either, but I'm going to go with the Ravens. Make Matt happy, at least. Well, in that case, maybe I should pick the Bills. <laughs> yeah. The Centennial game, it's the Battle for Ohio. This game happens twice a year, but hey, it's a Centennial game because the they have just not given two craps about how to make it the Centennial game interesting. Yeah. It's the Bengals at the Browns. The Bengals got their first win last week. And you know who's coming back, baby? Or was back, I should say. Red Rider, Andy Dalton. Yep. And you know what? I'll take a broken down Andy Dalton over a fraud, divorced dad looking in (laughs) Baker Mayfield. Give me the Bengals. Why not? Uh, You know, why not's indeed. Of course, it's a rivalry game. Uh, I bet they wish they had Vontez perfect for this one. But, uh... Listen, I, I'm going to go with the Browns on this one. Listen, the Bengals, they just got their first win last week. They haven't been good all season. And while the Browns, have, they do have five wins, and that is better than one win. They have just struggled. They have so much turmoil going on, especially with this pack week and past week concerning their coach. But I think they'll win this one because they are the better team and they are supposed to win. And, of course, that could be a reason, like, why, why they lose this game, too, to be honest. but so that, that was the most Browns way to describe a loss. <laughs> yeah. But I'll go with Cleveland on this one. Why not? Moving on, it's the 49ers at the Saints. Uh-oh, a good NFC West team coming to the Superdome? That doesn't end well, usually. <laughs> uh, it, well, I don't know. It usually... Well, it's not the postseason, so give me the Saints. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a postseason you got to be worried about because then uh, these refs will make crazy calls. I'm gonna go with the Saints here too. This is gonna be a this is gonna be another fun game. Of course, you got these two teams that are both ten and two. It, I mean, the Ravens ten and two, Bills nine and three. Two good games in the early hour. I think this game's in the early hour. Early hour. So I'm gonna go with the Saints here. It, it's a Superdome, and like you said, if it was the postseason. I'd be a little bit more concerned and think that this 49ers defense, hey, if they meet in the postseason, they see and they see them this time, then they can go back and look at that film and get their top flight defense ready for a second round. Mm-hmm. Yep, I, that's pretty much all I can say about that game. <laughs> that's sad. It's the most interesting game of the week. I'm just like, yeah, it's a game. <laughs> Colts at Buccaneers. Wow, another game I wish wasn't happening. Yeah. Uh, give me the... Actually, I should probably check. Did James Winston have a good game last week? Probably not. Okay, so this this week will probably be a good game. <laughs> <laughs> that's, how, that's how I base my decision on the Buccaneers. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Bucks here. And the Colts, you might get Marlon Mack this week, but you're not sure. Ebron's on the IR. Who knows what's going on with Hilton? Reset, he did struggle against the Titans defense. And he's gonna to need to bounce back, but you know what? Give me and when in doubt, give me the home team. I'll take the guy who was part of the great Penn State turnaround and Chris Godwin. So you know what? Bucks doubling down. Yeah, yeah, where's where's those crab legs? <laughs> where's the Tallahassee police to cover that up? <laughs> Allegedly. Actually I think that was confirmed. Yeah, I think that was confirmed. There's yeah. no allegedly. <laughs> Titans at Raiders. Is this is this one of the last? Yeah, this is one of the last games to be played in the black hole. 
and Chucky's actually five and one at home right now. Mm. And I gotta say, he's he's probably the one who doesn't want them to move because he definitely loves those fans. I'll give him that. Yeah, he does. So you know what? I think because of that, I think the Raiders gotta gotta put all the S's at the end. I put it in the spreadsheet, guys. I'm gonna trust my team this week. Yeah, <laughs> watch them screw me over this week. But Which could go either way. <laughs> yeah, Derrick Henry going on all cylinders. Dude is on a tear. And Ryan Tannehill. Hey, listen. Looking at his past couple starts against the Raiders, he's done pretty well. He has a QB rating over a hundred. He has no turnovers. His completion percentage is pretty good. So you know what? And ten. The Titans offense has been one of the best in the league with Tannehill at the helm. They're actually scoring points, which I'm surprised at. So, you know what? Give me the rushing attack at Derrick Henry and give me a few good plays from Tannehill to get this thing done, I think, and get the Raiders. Get a win over on them. Because the Raiders, they're in the wild card hunt, too. Mm-hmm. So, they need this one as bad as the Titans do. But, you know what? Give me... I'm going to trust my team this week compared to last week. I'm going to... Actually, I have faith in them being Oakland this week, so I'm getting the Titans here. You know, I just realized the Raiders are actually on a rebound, and next year they'll be moving, and usually the team that moves gets like a boost for no good reason whatsoever. Yeah. The Raiders are probably going to win the AFC West next year. Yeah. Somehow, some way. Oh, man. Oh. <laughs> moving on. I don't know how I'm going to move on from that 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 brain, that uh, realization. Chiefs at Patriots. Uh, Wow. This is going to be a fun one as well. Yeah, we got some and fun you know, games. I will say, if it wasn't for the Texans game last week, I probably would have picked the Chiefs. But when the Patriots lose like that, what usually happens the next week? There's a rebound. Yeah. And the Chiefs defense has not impressed me at all. I mean, I guess that's not really the point because they don't even care about their defense. <laughs> They're pretty much just in the whole business of, hey, Car- hey uh, Patty. Throw it 600 yards to Tyreek. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I think Patriots will be fi- firing at all cylinders here. It's in it's in uh, Foxborough, unfortunately, which is hell. So yeah, give me the Patriots. You know what? I'm going to make Rebecca happy here. I don't want her to come and beat me up like she almost tried to do a couple weeks ago. <laughs> so I'm going to go with the Chiefs here. And the Patriots' offense struggled mildly against the Texans. This is a Texan defense that does not have J.J. Watt. They traded to Davion Clowney, but yet they still made life difficult for not only not really just Brady, but his wide receivers too. And yes, Patriots defense ha- has been good, but listen, they've slacked some here in recent weeks, which is not good for me because I have them on fantasy, but they've been slacking some. Of course, he had the Gilmore game where he shut down Amari, so that helps. But that game was really messy as well. So, you know what? Give me the Chiefs here, and I think they'll be fine on defense. I think they will give up some, but I think the Chiefs are going to get enough here to get the win over here. I think it's going to be a barn burner of a game. Unlike you, Ryan, I am not scared of anything except the unstoppable marching of time that is slowly guiding us all towards an inevitable death. So give me the Patriots even more. All right. Oh, man. Moving on. It's the Oregon Ducks at the Arizona Cardinals. That's a weird one. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. It's the <laughs> Ducks, the one with the championships. Oh, the, the Steelers' new name. Duh. <laughs> uh, so the spreadsheet, I have a link to the Ducks song. 
<laughs> I originally put the entire lyrics to the duck song in the in the the cell, but it completely messed up the the spreadsheet. And I'm not good with Excel or Sheets. So I didn't know how to fix it, so I was like, ah, here's a link. Well, you know, I thought it was a link to the the San Antonio Holmes play. <laughs> That's why. Oh yeah, that was the game. Ah, oh, that was a good game. Oh uh, yeah, I remember watching that game. Oh man, love that game. Oh, I mean, yeah, obvious I, reasons. Yeah, for obvious reasons. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what? Give me the Cardinals here. Give me Kyler. Uh, you know what? I think he, he can create something here. Uh, and I said a, cu- a couple games ago, when it down go with the home team. Well, you know what? Listen, the Steelers. You said <laughs> it, it's the derpiest Steeler team that you've probably ever seen, right? Mm-hmm. Well, listen. Oh yeah. Mike Tomlin, I still don't trust him completely. And we were talking in season preview that this could be a game where Mike Tomlin just uh, like, you know, we guys, we're going to play down to our competition. We're going to lose this game. <laughs> you know what? I, I think that's been thrown out the window. Oh. I, I think Tomlin believes in the derp. And he realizes this has to be an opposite Steeler season. You beat the teams you usually lose to. So, Cardinals, I'm sorry. You're going to lose to the Steelers again. Well, at least this time it won't matter as much. No. <laughs> Although, for, for for poor Larry Fitzgerald, he'll be like, again? <laughs> Not again. Can a Super Bowl contender just sign Larry Fitzgerald, just give him a ring? Be good. Patriots, I would love you if you did that. Yeah, please. Yeah, I would actually like if you guys did that. Let's get help Larry. A former Pitts- help the cover uh, athlete of NCAA 5 out. Come on now. Oh, man. I still I cannot believe you went to the Pittsburgh Panthers. What a world. <laughs> the Sunday night game. This sounded good at the beginning of the season. Not anymore, though, LOL. <laughs> it's the Seahawks at Rams. And you know what? No doubt. Give me inspirational Russell Wilson. You know what, Peter? They're going to go out. They're going to play hard. They're going to try out, go try out, make plays, not make any mistakes. Uh, I'm trying to do my best Russ impression there. <laughs> uh, Meanwhile, Jared Goff's going to throw 80 picks and cry on the sideline. With his $80 billion contract. I went to Cal Berkeley. Oh. <laughs> Who names a kid Jared? <laughs> I don't know. Somebody that probably, goes to Cal Berkeley. Should probably check his closet because the last guy named Jared had a little oopsie. <laughs> you know, I, I Give me the Seahawks here. Yeah. Ram, like you said, this game isn't as what we thought it was going to be uh, as we thought at the beginning of the season. So give me the Seahawks here. I think they roll. And the Monday night game, the NFC East is on the line. Oh, wait, sorry. The Giants have been mathematically eliminated. But uh, you, you, listen, you can't blame me there. The records looked like it was the I, case. I think the Redskins are mathematically eliminated from winning the NFC East. Uh, let me ch- I think that's see. what I read. Oh, man. Actually, wait, hold on. I thought the Giants were eliminated, but there's no thing next to it. I guess if they win, do they have the tiebreaker over the... Cowboys in this scenario? Oh, man. I'm curious. Oh, no. Eli Manning's going to go gangbusters these last few games. Oh, man. No, they, oh, no. They're definitely eliminated because they lost to the Cowboys both times. Okay. You know what? I did originally pick the Eagles, but you know what? Give me Eli Redemption. I was trying to do a pun with Red Dead, but I'm not clever, so we're just going <laughs> to go with that. <laughs> you know what? You had broken Carson Wentz earlier. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? I'm going with Carson Wentz, as in, like, wincing and wincing in pain. Stuff like that. 
So I'm going to go with the Eagles here. That's what Skip Bayless at least calls him, Carson Wentz. So you know what? I saw Peter, ma- uh, you Skip! make a joke. <laughs> <laughs> that will never not be funny. <laughs> never. Shannon, come on the pod. You're more than welcome to. <laughs> oh yes, you're more than welcome to. Just, just don't, uh, just don't talk about LeBron too much. All right, please. <laughs> so that that's going to do it for the NFL. So now we're here at college. Let's talk a little college, Peter. Matt, this is this is for you. We talked about the NFL for like 50 minutes, and now you can go home. <laughs> yeah. You, you, so yeah, we'll let you college. know when we talk about the FCS. So yeah, college football. We're definitely not going to go over all thirty games and the F- FCS last week. We'll go. We'll go over the highlights. Yeah. Well, uh, let's, let's talk about some coaching changes, Peter. Oh yeah, let's do that first. That's smart. Yeah, because we had a few here. Um, we had Barry Odom getting fired from Mizzou. So I'm sure that was. I'm sure you covered that one. So that one was fun. That was hilarious. Oh man. And then we had Matt Luke from Ole Miss get fired. In fact, he got fired while he was. Doing an in-home visit with one of their commits, <laughs> and then supposedly you have had the team revolves like, "Yeah, we want to transfer." It's like, but then they'll realize like, uh, "We want to transfer back because nobody else wants us." <laughs> Except Mississippi Technical A and M University. Oh, uh, even I don't think even they want them. <laughs> uh, just go to Division Three school right now, but. That that was insane. Of course, the, one of the things they said was like, "Listen, we came here for football. We don't really care about the fans." Which I'm sure that's going to go over well. But yep, <laughs> uh, it's newsflash. It's not. It never goes it's, well. It's Mississippi. They they you know give them a break. They're not educated well. Yeah. Well, listen, uh, we have a couple, uh, and then I'll get to this one later because this one is a little bit bigger and just happened. Uh, Arkansas, they're looking for a coach, and Peter, apparently they've employed some Tennessee fans to do some plane tracking for them because they've tr- been tracking planes, and apparently there's some rumors about Lane Kiffin going there. Which, oh, Lane. They're not getting Lane Kiffin. They ain't getting Lane Kiffin. <laughs> which, listen, Arkansas and Tennessee play. They play on Halloween. That, w- <laughs> that would be amazing. Listen, I I get when people are co- looking for coaches, you know, they go up to the big names first, but she was never getting anywhere because it's like with uh, Franklin and Florida State. It's not happening. Yeah. All right. James, listen, I'm in the minority at Penn State that uh don't think he's, you know, that think he's overrated. Yeah. Everyone else there think he's a god, which, eh, whatever. It's all, let's, let's be real. It's better to have him as a god than the old one, which uh, kind of covered some stuff up. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, yeah, you know what? In that case, James, you are winning. <laughs> yeah. Um, let, it's, a, it's a low bar, but you're winning. Listen, Peter, all this mention on plane tracking is making me thankful of how Tennessee's not involved in this. Ain't no, oh, wait, I don't know if I've told you guys a story, but there's this great story of when they did some plane tracking back two years ago. And some reporter thought, like, oh, wait, here comes Gruden on a plane to Knoxville, ran to the airport hoping to cover him, and I don't think he was on there. <laughs> and it was just like, this is great. Can this never end? But I'm just glad we're not in here in this coaching search. Uh, speaking of somebody that was involved in that coaching search, uh, Greg Schiano. Uh, hey, listen, Peter, one team's trash is Rutgers' treasure. Am I right? <laughs> That's good. 
Uh, yeah, uh, eight year, $32 million. I'm pretty sure that's $4 million a year because I can do some math. Not great, <laughs> but even then, that, that's basic enough. Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess uh, they're hoping for the glory days of 2006 when they were ranked as high as number seven at one point. Can you believe that? Yeah. And hey, li- but hey, listen, Ray Rice isn't coming through that door. Oh, no. Was Ray <laughs> Rice on that team? He was oh, on one God. of those teams. Oh, <laughs> I wanted to make a joke at Matt's expense, but I don't think I will. <laughs> so, yeah, that, <laughs> that's the coaching carousel. Uh, well, yeah, and you know what, Peter? He made some comments. I said, you know what? These people in New Jersey, they're a little bit sharper than some of those Tennessee fans. <laughs> huh, well, I can't wait to see you go 4-8, and eight, then 3-9, and nine, then 2-10, and, and then get canned. Listen, four and eight at Rutgers is going to get him a statue. You watch your mouth. <laughs> well, wait. Well, then why didn't his previous, you know, stint there not give him a statue? <laughs> That's before they became broken Rutgers. <laughs> <laughs> That's when Rutgers had a, a, a little bit of hope. Oh man. So yeah, uh, there's a little bit of coaching carousel, but Chris Peterson. The most surprising thing that's happened. So Chris Peterson, he stepped down from the University of Washington head coaching position. Jimmy Lake, who is the defensive coordinator, he's going to be the new head coach. Peterson's going to step down after the bowl game. He cited a couple things, stress, anxiety, frustration, and he's going to be taking an administrative advisor role with the Washington Huskies. He doesn't know if he's done coaching at the moment. So we'll see about that. Peterson's a good good coach. And, Peter, I want to bring this up to you because I saw somebody mention this. It kind of got my wheels turning, like if we could see some more of what I'm about to bring up in college football. Of course, we see these big contract extensions with some of these big coaches like Saban, uh, Peterson, for example, what we saw with Meyer when he was there. Um, these coaches, listen, you got the early signing day. That adds a little bit of stress. Col- the college football playoff, that ad- adds a little bit of stress. And basically, college football has become like almost 365-day-year thing. Mm-hmm. And it just creates a lot of things, Peterson said, stress, anxiety, uh, some frustration on some things. But I think with some of these coaches getting these mega deals, like Peterson got extension a couple years back, I think, with Washington, is that he's 55, he had an awesome run at Boise State, and then he's done good at Washington, got him to one of the first, I think the 2016-2017 playoff, and played against Bama, which we know how that went, but... (laughs) Listen, he's made a whole lot of money. He's fifty-five years old. Could we see some more of this happening with some oh, with college and you know with the added stress? Could we see some of these coaches like you know what? I got a lot, uh, got a lot of money off my extensions. The school's done well with me. The it's not what it used to be. I'm tired. I'm worn out. I'm anxious. I'm stressed out. I'm done. Do you think we could see more of this? Because I think we might down the road. See, with him, I think a lot of this was probably because he is definitely going to be probably more known for what he did at Boise State more than yeah. anything else. And how he, you know, took a college named Boise State to national prominence with a stupid blue field. I think he miss. I think he misses that. Because there's kind of more, I guess, uh, feeling of victory when you took a team named Boise State to national relevance over, you know... 
a stable name like Washington, which, you know, for decades has been, you know, a reliable enough name. Yeah. And I think, you know, yeah, there's less pressure. Mountain West is where the Boise State plays, right? Yes. Yeah, Mountain West. I mean, it's only Boise State. Less pressure there. You're guaranteed to win. Meanwhile, Pac-12, not going to lie, you're, uh, it's not guaranteed, even even when you're pretty much the big name in that conference next to, uh, I guess, Oregon, USC, would be the reliable ones usually. Yeah. Yeah, I I think from that standpoint, I get it. I don't know about everybody else, though. Like, yeah, college has been, it's 365 days a year, but it's been like that for the past 20 years, I would say. Well, I would say adding the... Adding some of this other stuff that with the, that the playoff factors in, you got the early signing day, which now you got two signing days, in which you're constantly gonna have to go on the road and try to recruit 17, 18 year olds in their homes. Yeah, like that can't always be fun. Well, I said, if you have a family, I can see it, especially from his standpoint. So it's a possibility. And I think if I remember, his son, there's something with the son, like his son isn't in the best of health. Mm-hmm. Or at least that's what I remember reading. I don't know about now, but that's what I remember reading. So that could have played a little bit of a factor. Spend more time with them and his family. But, I, yeah, I think so. Like, I think you see some of it happen. It'll be especially interesting what happen, see what happens with Saban. Because, mm-hmm. he, yeah, he is a little bit older than Peterson. But he has shown no signs of slowing down. But the dude continually makes bank every year, which... uh. Speaking of, guys, Saban's going to be opening up a car dealership after this past weekend, so uh, be, <laughs> sure, be sure to go to his house. He's going to have a lot of good, I don't know if there's going to be good deals, but there's going to be a lot of good cars there, but it's going to be an interesting thing that's going to be brought up with Saban, too, because Saban is a little bit older, but he has made a whole lot of money. But, and again, he hasn't shown any signs of slowing down. I, I he took the uh, Chris Pearson kind of took the Urban Meyer route. We'll kind of see... Uh, what both those coaches do, Urban, he seems fine doing analysts, at least for now. And with Peterson, he says he's not done. He's just taking it, you know, some time off to kind of recharge. So taking an administrative advisor role, it's gonna it's lessen some of the stress off of him for sure. Yeah, I, I think maybe coaches taking breaks is more likely than just flat out leaving. Kind of like less miles, I think. Yeah. Because I, I think when Urban left, I think we were all like, oh, is this the new trend? And it really didn't become that. But there were some big names. I think that's the key. It's not It's not a lot of people are doing it, but the big names are. Yeah. Because there's a lot of pressure. I mean, you know, who the hell is the coach of Ohio University? They don't have pressure. It's Ohio <laughs> University. No one cares about them. <laughs> but if you're the coach of Ohio State, oh, boy, it's yeah. a whole different world. Yeah. So this is going to be uh, something to keep an eye on. I think he he'll come back, uh, the coach somewhere. Uh, <laughs> so going to bring up USC again here <laughs> because Helton, we know he's going to stay another year, but we're going to see how long, uh, how big of a leash he's going to get. <laughs> so uh, buckle up. Urban Meyer may not be going to USC. You know what, Chris Peterson, twenty twenty one to USC. Let's make it happen. <laughs> uh, so moving on to the rivalry games we'll just go rapid fire through the, the things that mattered uh penn state struggled against rutgers what what else is new nothing 
Vandy finally lost to Tennessee, so all is right in Ryan's world. Yes, it is. Oh, man. Hey, hey, listen. We got a guy that ran for 246 yards, and he only ran for 201 the entire season. (laughs) Sounds like Tennessee. (laughs) Uh, Of course it is. Ole Miss almost won, but a uh, dog (laughs) stunt uh, cost them, which is the most Ole Miss thing I could have possibly said. Uh. (laughs) Virginia Tech lost to Virginia, so Virginia gets the honor to get absolutely pounded by Clemson. I don't, I don't know if that's a win or not, but maybe. <laughs> no. Uh, Ohio State for, what is this, the seventh, eighth year in a row, just embarrassed Michigan in front of their fans. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, no players were dancing in front of uh, Hardball to make him rage quit and walk away. So that was the only thing Ohio State didn't do. That that was their only loss. <laughs> I should have worn khakis. <laughs> yep. And, of course, the game of the week Alabama-Auburn turned into a great Big 12 football game. And baby, War Eagle flied. And Alabama, you are irrelevant. There is no hope. Go to You know what, Peter? There's nothing like uh, being intensely like, yeah, you guys are 7-5. Listen, we enjoy (laughs) our our rivals losing. We enjoy Alabama having to suffer and being tended to and watching the sky fall. We enjoy Florida getting pounded. We enjoy, we're going to enjoy Georgia getting pounded by LSU this week. It's going to be amazing. Tennessee's game had a weather delay, and I think that was a sign. You know what? Tennessee fans need to see Alabama lose. I think they'll enjoy it. And we did. The Lord smiled upon you for once. Yeah, and Nick Saban went full berserk at the end of that game. Oh, man. And said, like, oh, what the rest did was unfair with Auburn putting their punter out there and Oh, Nick Saban's confused. Oh no! Oh, oh man, that's unfair. We we got tricked. <laughs> yeah, it's called football, Nick Saban. <laughs> and you know what? They lost on a twelve men penalty because uh, of mass substitutions. And you know what, Peter? I think Tennessee created the modern day rule of that back against <laughs> LSU. So hey, Tennessee screwed Alabama with, with our own rule. How about that? <laughs> Oh, Bama. Number 12, their lowest ranking in any of the uh, committee years. You'll love to see it. You'll love to see it. Listen, that's what happens when you have Butch Jones on your staff. Yeah, you know, that was it. That was it. That's the whole reason they had a a two last year. Say, but I don't know why you're keeping that guy around. He's just getting you your coffees and washing your car. Uh, speaking of uh, stuff that's irrelevant as Butch Jones, the FCS playoffs. <laughs> oh, got him! Uh. <laughs> uh, there's only one game we care about because pretty much everybody else is irrelevant against uh, FCS Bama, North Dakota State. <laughs> yeah, Simo. <laughs> uh, well, Santa, go back to North Pole and shame. <laughs> yeah, Matt was at this game too. <laughs> You'll love to see that. Matt's suffering for stupid FCS football. I love that. Driving down from Paducah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, great week. He should have just driven to Lexington to see Kentucky. Just destroy Lamar Jackson's alma mater. That wasn't even close. (laughs) Matt would have enjoyed that. It was almost like Lamar Jackson sued up in Kentucky accidentally. I think he did. I think I saw him. 
So the standings after that, we have of 233 games scored, because the FCS, of course, threw everything off. Why wouldn't it? Yeah. I'm 182, Matt's 171, and Ryan is 176 and a half. So Matt Mormon falling apart after winning last year. Not looking good. Nope. Hate to see it. We got bowl season coming up, too. <laughs> and after that week, we have the new rankings. Ohio State still number one, LSU number two, three Clemson, four Georgia. No change there. The big decision, though, with the Alabama loss falling seven spots. Oh, that's beautiful. That's a beautiful sight to see. Penn Peter, State how's... Penn State is ahead of Alabama. Oh, what a world we live in. James Franklin, I don't know how you did it, <laughs> but you did it. <laughs> so, yeah, the big thing is. Number five is Utah. Number six is Oklahoma. Yeah. So the committee basically just told Oklahoma or uh, Utah, hey, when Georgia loses, it's going to be you if you can win the game. Yeah. And unless Oklahoma does something crazy against Baylor and just slaughters them. Georgia is going to kick themselves so hard because of that South Carolina loss. Oh, yeah. Because knowing LSU's defensive issues, it'll probably be a close game. Yeah. Or uh, at least Georgia will have chances. Yeah. And you can make an argument, even if they had lost that, if they were undefeated up until then, yeah, keep them in. Why not? Give them yeah. Ohio State. See, see, get a rematch out of that. But no, South Carolina <laughs> just killed the G. Yeah, and you know what? If Ohio State or LSU loses somehow, I think they'll both stay in, in which Clemson will move up. You'll have Georgia in there, and LSU and Ohio State are going to stay in. That's the mm-hmm. worst case scenario for Utah or Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And you know what? You're right. I think it sends a message to, hey, Utah, we don't care what like Paul Feinbaum thinks. You're one of the best teams in the country. You've proven that time and time again. Your defense is one of the best in the nation. You, and listen, yours and Oklahoma's schedule looks similar, but you've been just as impressive in your wins as they have. Mm-hmm. And you've been consistent all season long. So you know what? That does send them a message, but I think they gotta hope that not only do they close a deal and control their destiny, they they gotta hope that everything stands pat with LSU mm-hmm. beating Georgia and Ohio State beating Wisconsin. Yeah, they need some safety, and I think they also need to have a convincing win over Oregon. Yes, Oregon has that win over Auburn, who just beat Bama, so that looks good on them. Yeah, Oklahoma Baylor though it's it's hit or miss. I think the winner would become the de facto in in the case of a Georgia Utah loss. Yeah, but even for Baylor's standpoint, that might be a little little much. I don't know. Yeah, I, I well I had to see, I, but I think... it's pretty much those seven teams because it's not going to be Wisconsin. Yeah, no. Yeah, I I mean, let's be real. <laughs> you made the. Uh, Oh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Where uh, the precedent, the precedent that if you you could be a two, you could be a conference champion, but if you have two losses, you're not getting in. Yeah, especially bad loss, especially uh, bad losses. You had the uh, the embarrassing loss to freaking Lovey Smith, <laughs> and the blowout against freaking Ohio State. Yeah. So even if you get that one against Ohio State back, it's probably not going to be a blowout. So it's probably going to be close, which will yeah. be like, yeah, that's expected. You face them. You should know how to do that. Yeah. Lovey Smith, though, you you can't overlook that. Yeah, you can't. You can't overlook that. 
So yeah, I think. Uh, but I mean, listen, the the committee's overlooking uh, is not overlooking the Georgia South Carolina game. Yeah, and with South Carolina, their their record is worse than Illinois. Lovey got oh, yeah. to a bowl game. <laughs> Good for Lovey Smith. Yeah. Good for him. So yeah, those are the rankings as of now. I I think other than the Georgia loss, I think one through three is set. Yeah. It's all just a formality of winnable of win a championship game. And speaking of that, yeah, you know, let's save this for last. Let's do the FCS because Matt's not here, so we don't have to pretend to care. <laughs> Uh, Monmouth at James Madison. I still can't pronounce Monmouth? Monmouth. Monmouth. Who cares? James Madison, I know they're good, so they win. (laughs) Yeah. Northern Iowa at South Dakota State. Give me the Dome team, Northern Iowa. Yep. With their epic purple and yellow uniforms. You know what, Peter? I went with the home teams last week, and it Mm. bowled pretty well for this next game that we have. So uh, I'll go with the home team in our next game. And who's that next game? Mm-hmm. Illinois State at Central Arkansas. Yeah, give me Central Arkansas. Arkansas needs a win here. Their FBS team isn't that good. Give me Illinois State because they uh, destroyed Max Dreams, and that's the best thing <laughs> for me. Uh, also, the second round's worth two points because why not? I don't care. It's FCS. It's stupid. It's not football. <laughs> it's embarrassing high school football in college. Yeah. Oh. Kenshaw State at Weber State. Give me Kenshaw State. They have a better record, I think. You know, give me Weber State. Why not? SC Louisiana at Montana. Give me Montana. Yeah, Montana is one of the good FCS teams. Yeah. Albany at Montana State. Now, Montana State did a great thing earlier in beating CMO. So, you know what, Montana State? This is where I pay you back. I pick you. <laughs> yep, same here. Nichols at the North Dakota State University. Give me FCS Bama. <laughs> they have more championships than Bama, too. So I know. That, that's, how, that's how good they are. Just to trigger Nick Saban again. <laughs> <laughs> and then Austin P at Sacramento State. Austin P. I know they're good, so I'll take them. Yeah, I'm going to trend away from picking the home team. I'm going with Austin P here. We know what Austin P is. Perfect. All right. Bad college football aside, let's get to good college football. Yep. It is the Pac-12 championship. 13, Oregon versus number five, Utah. I'm pretty sure this one's in Santa Clara. Yes. Now, uh, Ryan, at the beginning of the season, we made our preseason predictions. Right. And I had the uh, the decision, or the, the gimmick, I guess, that if you pick the, the winner of the division right, you would get a certain number of points, and you could double it if you get the scenario right. Now... Each of us had a correct uh, scenario for a championship game. And this is, this is uh, or that's going to be a possibility, I should say. The two teams made it. Mm-hmm. Yours was the Pac-12 championship. You had it at the beginning of the season. Oregon defeating Utah. Yep. And I made the Pac-12 worth 10 points because it's unpredictable. <laughs> so if it is Oregon defeating Utah, you get a cool 20 points right there. Yeah, but you know what? I don't care if I lose a point in championship week. I'm getting 20 extra ones. <laughs> Utah, baby. Give me Utah. Yeah, Utah's the better team here. They should win. Again, they win this one. They control their destiny. They just got to hope uh, everything uh, stands pat this weekend. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. The Pac-12 better hope Utah wins because I think if they yeah. lose this to Oregon, They're they out. might. They might. Uh, not only are they out, the Pac-12 might get... 
over the next couple years to come until it becomes an 18 playoff. And then we'll probably get an Oregon Wisconsin Rose Bowl. Yay. Oh no. <laughs> Actually no way. That's that's the weird thing about these CFP games. I don't know who has the guarantee cuz I feel like it should be Minnesota. No, it would be Wisconsin cuz they beat Minnesota, of course. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I guess runner up whatever. <laughs> Big 12 Championship. Number seven, Baylor versus number six, Oklahoma. I'm pretty sure this one's in Jerry World. And you know what? I think Baylor, they had him last time, yeah. but, the Fal- but the Falcon Syndrome hit them. <laughs> I don't think that happens again. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick Baylor in this one. I will go with Oklahoma, but I think we'll see a, a really close game. I don't think we'll see any comebacks. I think we'll see both teams trading blows. We're going to see a high-scoring game because it's the Big 12. It's what you mm-hmm. expect. Uh, you don't expect to see any defensive battles in here for sure. But Oh, no. I will go with Oklahoma. They have the better team, Jalen Hurts, they, Lincoln Riley. But I don't discount what Matt Rule's done with Baylor. He, getting him to this point, mm-hmm. after uh, two years ago, they were like, what, 0-12? After their scandal, yeah. They looked like they were dead in the water. Uh, so now they're here. So, listen, I'm not going to uh, – good on him for getting him this far, but – I think they fall just a little bit short this season. I think Oklahoma gets one on them. Moving on, the ACC Championship. 23 Virginia versus number 3 Clemson. I'm pretty sure this one's in Hotlanta. The Chick-fil-A will be open in that stadium because it's oh. a Saturday. Oh, no, wait. Is it gonna, I, I could have sworn that the ACC Championships were in Charlotte. Well, sorry, Chick-fil-A fans. You're not going to get to eat it during a blowout. Because <laughs> of all the championship games could clemson have it any easier <laughs> did you see uh oh what's it what's his stupid name Jimbo? dabo dabo did you see him crying about you know i'm pretty sure they're open we lose this one because you know they would they would drop us out yeah they of course would you're you're playing virginia <laughs> yeah dabo you're you won last year you've won twice in like four years shut up <laughs> <laughs> you little <laughs> Virginia, I would hope you beat this little whiner, but probably not. Clemson will win. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we have to go back to boring college football. The Conference USA Championship. University of Alabama at Birmingham versus Florida Atlanta. Or Atlantic. <laughs> uh, who's who's at Florida Atlantic that's good? Is it Kiffin? Yeah, Lane Kiffin's the head coach there. Okay, good. That's why I picked Port Atlantic. I was wondering for a second. <laughs> yeah, insert cool Lane Kiffin meme here with the sunglasses. <laughs> Moving on to real football again, the SEC Championship. Number four, Georgia versus two, LSU. Okay, this one's in Atlanta. That's right. Yeah, this one's in Atlanta. LL suck at ACC. You have to play in Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably going to rain. Yeah. This will, I think this will be closer than where people would give it credit for. Yeah. But, Joe Burrow. Well, you want me to throw out an interesting nugget here, Peter? Oh, of course. So, his worst completion percentage, can you guess what it was in this whole season? I get, uh, the, the number of the team. The, the number. Let's do 70%. 71.1%. He's a first-round pick. And listen, it was against Utah State, and he th- it was 28, 28 and 27 to 38, had like 340-something yards and five touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> he 
you know what? Utah State's not that shabby. So you know what? That's not that's not crazy. That, that's not crazy. But the fact that that's his lowest completion percentage. <laughs> what a world. Congrats, Bengals. To uh, quote the great Ed Orgeron, "Roll Tide, what f- you? LSU rolls, baby." Yeah, LSU. Listen, they're going to watch out for that Georgia defense, though. It is one of the best in the country. But again, their offense is freaking anemic, especially George Pickens, one of their best wide receivers. As soon as he got into the game, he gets in a fight with somebody and gets ejected. (laughs) Because it's Georgia. Why do we expect anything less? Uh, DeAndre Swift supposedly is a little bit banged up, so we'll see if we'll see him in this one. So, yeah, that doesn't help the Georgia offense, especially when it's been struggling pretty much the whole season. And they struggled early on against Georgia Tech, which is not what you want. Yeah, and also offensively, they just struggled to score. Yeah, they did put up 52 points on the board, but it took them a little bit. Yeah. I mean, just after the three games after the South Carolina loss, they just looked kind of anemic. Yeah, so I'm going to go with LSU here. I do think we'll get a close game. The Sun Belt is on the line. Louisiana versus number 21, Appalachian State. The great Appalachian State, which sent Michigan into a spin they never recovered from, and I hope they never do. And for that, give me Appalachian State. I forget what their mascot was. Mountaineers, I think. Something like that. You know what, Peter? They almost did the same thing to us, but thankfully they didn't. Almost did to Penn State last year, which would have been really embarrassing. <laughs> uh, yeah, Appalachian State. Good for them that they're ranked. And thankfully, they haven't been, they didn't beat us. But uh, I think they'll get the championship here, so good on them. The MAC championship is on the line, and if if you you know what that means, it's MAC football. It's going to be a car crash. Oh man, we got some match in here. Woo! Miami, Ohio versus Central Michigan. Hey, didn't Big Ben go to Miami of Ohio? He did. Yeah. <laughs> and guess who also went to Central Michigan? Oh man. A.B., baby. This is the Big Ben versus A.B. I just realized that. This is great. I want to watch this now. <laughs> I guarantee you none of the commentators acknowledge that. <laughs> but it's going to be on my mind. You know, I wonder if A.B. is going to be tweeting about this. Oh, please. All the misspellings. Oh, I hope he does. <laughs> uh, uh, apparently, this is a rebound for Central Michigan because they were apparently expected to not even be good this year yeah i I guess by max standards but they're here so you know what central michigan ab gets the last laugh you know what hurts here butch jones coach here at central michigan he actually coached ab oh no this is always is there anything butch jones hasn't ruined uh he almost ruined jj why was saying you know what dude let's make you a tight end (laughs) i guarantee you uh (laughs) Oh, I almost made a bad joke there. Oh, here's a safer one. <laughs> Actually, no, that's probably controversial, too. Okay, I'll say it after the pod. <laughs> See, people, sometimes I can't stop myself. It's rare. <laughs> but I say it in my head, I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> Hashtag cancel Peter Lewis will be trending within minutes. <laughs> that's bad. Oh, the uh, AAC championship. <laughs> did this game just happen last week? Yes, it did. 20 Cincinnati, 17 Memphis. Uh, give me the same result, Memphis. Yeah, it's at Memphis. Uh, Memphis are rolling high here. They have a chance to make it into the Cotton Bowl. So that that's big on them. Their best season ever. Not bad. Yeah, there's rumors that they could play Alabama. <laughs> oh, 
Alabama losing to Memphis. Oh, man. Oh. Well, well, you know what, Peter? Listen, I don't think it would happen. (laughs) What a disaster that would be. Could you imagine the overreaction? It would never... That that might be their Appalachian State moment. Oh, man. (laughs) Bama goes back to being a 3-9 and crap team like they were in the early 2000s. In which case, it might mean we might be back on the rise. In which case, that happens. Thanks, Memphis. Uh, Thanks for ensuring our comeback. Memphis, if you do make the Cotton Bowl, we're counting on you. Oh, man. But, hey, listen. I I will be interested to see... Listen, Tennessee kept it close against Alabama, and mm-hmm. then you, you got the Garantano going rogue moment. If Tennessee scores there, it's 28-20 to 20 at that point, and you're playing Mac Jones. So anything's possible. So I'll be interested to in see if that game does happen and see how everything turns out. But as far as Memphis getting a win here, I think they will. Uh, again, you mentioned this back-to-back games that they'll play each other. I wouldn't be surprised if both teams have a leg up on what – on some of the tendencies of the other team, mm-hmm. considering you are playing back-to-back weeks. But uh, I got Memphis here. I think they'll go the 12-1, and and they'll get a really good bowl game, especially if it's Con Bowl. That's a good oh, one. The yeah. Mountain West is on the line. It is Hawaii making the trek to Boise State. Number <laughs> 19, Boise State, I should say. Yeah. Give me the stupid blue field. Uh, yeah. You know what? Yeah, give me Boise State here. Chris Peterson, you better show up for the game. And finally, the night game. The Big Ten Championship is on the line. Number eight, Wisconsin versus number one, Ohio State. You can't say the because they lost the trademark case, Matt. That's right. Come on, Matt. Uh, I'm going to give Wisconsin credit. I think they'll play a little better here than last time. Yeah, same. But Ohio State's just so good. Uh, this may be one of Ohio State's best teams this century. They have three players that could win a Heisman Trophy. <laughs> yeah. Re- Ridiculous. Dobbins, Fields, Young. My goodness. Young realistically should win it, but a defensive player will never win it, especially unless, one that missed two games. Especially if, unless your name's Charles, Charles Woodson. Yeah. <laughs> Again, that's the only exception we can name. Yeah. So, so those are the championships. The bonus question for the week. It's a fun one. Of the Power 5 schools, who loses by more points? Virginia or the combined scores of every other Power 5 loser. <laughs> Virginia, easily. My uh, jackpot game is Clemson 59, Virginia 10. Because <laughs> here's the thing. Oregon, Utah will be close. Yeah. Baylor, Oklahoma will be close. LSU, Georgia can go either way, but I think it'll be within 10, maybe 14. Ohio State, Wisconsin could be a blow-up, but not bad. Not a bad one. So yeah. I, I'm I'm going on the chance that you know what Virginia's going to get embarrassed. Yeah, I'm I got Virginia for that one too. It might be the only time I get a bonus right this year because I got one half right. <laughs> um, you mentioned your weekly jackpot, so mine it's LSU Georgia game. It's I have it twenty eight to seventeen. I think. Listen, Georgia's offense they're they're still going to struggle. But Georgia's defense is going to rein in LSU a little bit, I think. Yeah. Where I don't think LSU will go all willy-nilly. Now, I kind now I thought it, they would not go all willy-nilly on Bama, and they put almost 35 points up in the first half. Mm-hmm. So, uh, hopefully this one comes out on the right end. 55 points are on the line for this week. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. What are we doing? <laughs> I don't know. Just being stupid. Because it's week, 
you know, it's fun. You gotta have fun with sports. If you take it too seriously, you're just you're miserable like Matt. <laughs> Uh, just having a crisis at the end of this podcast. Great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we did make a change to the uh, the bowl game part of the spreadsheet, but you know what? We're gonna keep that. We're gonna keep that as a surprise till the end, guys. Because we know Matt's not gonna scroll down to see it, so it'll be fun for him to see. Guys, it is freaking stupid. <laughs> I think I. I'm not gonna lie. I don't know how I could top that. Oh, you'll find a way. I know, but that's the stupidest thing I've ever done in my life. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, conference championships this week. Next week, it is our new favorite tradition. It is the Army-Navy game. It's where the Price is Right rules began. It'll be for America, and we'll also have some stupid FCS games because why not? Who cares? Yeah, why not? Which will be worth four points next week. Yeah, there we go. And And you know what? Best part about next week is we'll be able to announce all these bowl games and uh, actually, I don't know if we ever announced this our stupid thing with the bull, the the wheel. Oh no! Did we? Did I don't think we ever announced it. I don't think so. Maybe let's keep let's keep that on hold too. Okay, so that's good. Yeah. Oh man, just more stupidity there for you guys. Huh. Next week is going to be. Actually, we should probably have the bull. It, we'll figure it. We'll figure it out. Just know it's going to be stupid. So stick around. Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh, man, so that, that's going to wrap it up for us this week. Good pod. Yep. Yeah, so that's going to do it for us this week, everybody. Thank you guys for tuning in to all the craziness here on uh, this show. Uh, be sure to tune in for all the ensuing craziness and stupidity uh, <laughs> in the next few weeks as we close out the year. Uh, coming up on views, we, we will do all that stuff. We discussed doing a pod to kind of recap the decade, some of the big moments that happened in sports, some of our favorite moments and. Talk about what we think we're going to see this decade because I just now thought about this. We're going to see a lot of legendary players retire this decade, mm-hmm. this upcoming decade. It's going to be wild. But that's going to be something we'll be doing down the road. Again, entertainment, all this stuff wrapping up this year in the decade, talking about comic book films of the decade, our favorite films of the decade, favorite films of the year. We had a couple that sneaked into our both me and Peter's top fives. Mm-hmm. With uh, so excited to talk to you guys about what those films are, but that's gonna do it for us this week. Before we get out of here, Peter, where can people find you at on social media? You can follow me at the actual Peter, and you can find me at Ryan Views five seven three. Peter's gonna go be a groomsman at a wedding this weekend, so Peter, have fun with that. Let's hope there's no CMO twenty seventeen homecoming moments in this one. Oh, there will be. Well, at least for the liver. <laughs> so, that's what he's going to be doing. We got a Mando pod coming this week. Again, hopefully me and Matt will be able to do that and tape that on Sunday night. Have that out for you guys next week. Excited for another week of Mando and Baby Yoda. It's basically just a Baby Yoda show at this point. <laughs> Sorry, Mando. So, that's going to do it for us this week, everybody. Thank you guys for tuning in, as always. Thank you to Anchor for sponsoring this episode, as always. Go follow us on all of our platforms, Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud. That being said, we'll talk to you guys next time. Peace.